Hey, this is Ryan Wolf from Amarillo, Texas. I'm a blues musician and singer-songwriter, and uh, you're listening to Talking Blues. First things that strikes me is the fact that you're an early riser. Oh yeah, man. As witnessed, early riser. As witnessed by our email exchange yesterday. So does that come from your coaching days or is that just the way you are? So I've been, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, and uh, you know, a lot of times it was rise and grind, you know, get up and um, start putting in the work. And so like, I mean, that was just kind of ingrained in me from a young age. And then as far as my coaching career, um, yeah, I mean, I was up at 5 a.m. Um, sometimes earlier <laughs> to get to get to work and uh, and meet with meet, meet with the student athletes at about 6 a.m. and start getting to work. You know, so I, co- I coach cross country for years and years and years and, and you start early and uh, you end late. <laughs> I, I wonder I mean, your life as a musician now means that you're playing till late, often on the road, traveling a lot. It was last night, actually. Yeah. Okay, so getting up in the morning, like at my age, sleeping in is not something I do very often or can do anymore. But what I do find is I wake up early, even if I stay up late, and then I'm tired all day. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't, I don't you, know what it is, man. I, I think I think it's maybe something genetic. My dad was the same way. Uh, I just I can I can function fine off five or six hours of sleep and just and I feel fine. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it's a good thing to have, especially if you're a musician, because I presume you have a lot of early early morning to travel and. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were. I think we got back at about almost. Well, it was about eleven thirty midnight last night, and then we've got another show tonight that. I mean, we're going to go well past midnight. So, yeah, it's just part of the life, you know? Yeah, and and, and a very different life from what you used to before you went back into music. Um, I want to go back a little ways and ask you how you first... I know that music was around you all the time, but how did you first get into playing guitar? So I was... Um, yeah, I, you know, music has been a part of my life, my whole life. And um, I was in choir in high school. And uh, really enjoyed doing that. And that was, I actually did that while I was doing athletics. So that was kind of a, a juggling act there. But um, went to college and, and I had a, a couple friends that played the guitar. And, and I always loved writing. And I'd always loved uh, being creative. And, and I thought, man, like I need to put all these things together. And so I locked myself in a room for like eight months uh, in college. And I, I got some of my homework done and studied a little bit. But <laughs> mainly it was focused on guitar and um man uh, after eight months i uh, i decided to go start doing my first open mics and so this was when i was like you know early 20s and so i started doing open mics and started to get some decent response on my songwriting and things like that and thought huh maybe this is something i should give a shot <laughs> and uh so i did and i i started uh traveling a little bit went all over the country went from all the way from Seattle to Florida and back again and, and circled the country a couple of times and, and did that for a couple of years and um, but you know during that time this was like I'm trying to think when this was early 2000s you know you didn't have you weren't able to put out music to the masses like you can now and and so it was it was about getting on the road and touring and and you know people listening to your music and it was tough and and 
I really wasn't making ends meet. I wasn't making that much money sleeping on couches and things like that. And I decided that, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to hang this up and, and pursue a career in um, athletics. And so that's what led me to that path in coaching. So what, what I find it interesting is that you, even though you had music in your life and you sang, I mean, you started playing guitar pretty late in life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't play early, like growing up. Um, you know, it, this was well after, gosh, I mean, halfway through college is when I started, you know, but I, I, I was determined. I was like, man, I'm going to learn how to do this because I, I, I grew up around the blues. You know, I grew up around I watching B.B. King and, uh, and even though I didn't get to see Stevie Ray Vaughan, I, I got to see his band Double Trouble with Johnny Lang and Kenny Wayne Shepard and all these great blues guitar guys and i was like man i want to do that that's what i that's there's nothing more inspiring to me you know than than these guys spilling their soul on this guitar and so like i just i wanted to learn so uh, if i'm not mistaken it was actually a johnny lang concert that made you think i should be doing this yeah no doubt uh, yeah i was i was on the front of the stage and i saw a guy that was basically my age just absolutely spilling his soul out there, both both with the songs and on the guitar. And I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, this is what I want to do. It, you know, and it's so unfortunate. Like, Johnny Lang, for me, was such an inspiration. And it's so unfortunate that he's not performing now. And, and I know he's had some, like, vocal health issues and, and things like that. And I, I just, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that he makes his triumphant return, but I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm curious. Have you have you met him? Have you had the chance to tell him that I have not? Man, I, I haven't, and you know, hopefully one of these days I, I I will cross paths and I'll get to shake his hand and tell him thank you. I wonder what it was about. I mean, you kind of touched upon it, but take me back to that moment when you're seeing him on stage. Is it his guitar playing? Is it his songs? Is it his singing? What do you think touched you so much that you thought I want to do this? I think it was his passion you know like he was so authentic when 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 he played and it was like you you knew you felt his 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 passion and his pain and his struggle and it, it, it was like in an instant you could tell so much about this person and he was speaking in a higher level you know with a higher voice you know and and for me that was like wow if I can connect with folks that way, then that's the avenue that I want to choose. Okay, so from the moment that you think, wow, I want to do that, to getting a guitar and starting from ground zero <laughs> and learning how to play guitar, I mean, that's a long journey. Was, it's a very long, very long journey. And did you did you think, you know, you, you're fooling around with a guitar for a month and not playing very well in the first month. Not Are at you all. still thinking, I can do this? Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if I was thinking, can I do this at his level? Um, but I knew I could sing and I knew I could write. So I had at least two of the three, um, uh, parts of the equation, you know? And so I just really honed in on that initially. And I was like, well, this is my strengths. So I'm going to focus on the melody, the, the songwriting, and then hopefully my guitar playing will catch up. You know, I'll just keep working at it and hopefully it'll catch up at some point. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I focused on. And, and I feel like 
the early parts of my career and even as I made a return to music in the last two years, you know, that that's kind of been my strong suit. And um, it's not really until I, I got with um, my full band together is when I was finally able to display some of my guitar playing. <laughs> okay, so you said that you knew you could sing because of your background with the choir. You said you could, you knew you could write. Tell me about that. Because I mean, what, what drew me to your music was your songwriting and your voice as well. But your songwriting was certainly something that I, that I kind of focused in on. Um, tell me about writing songs. You know, did you attempt to write any songs before this whole thing? Or yeah, you I did. You know, I growing up, my uh, my mom encouraged me a lot to be creative and, and write songs. So that there's even that she even has some recordings from the time I'm four or five, um, <laughs> writing my own songs, like my own, making up my own things, my own melodies, and just singing them with no music, no accompaniment, just um, coming up with melodies and and things like that. But you know, another part of it is. I've, I've always felt, um, I don't know, like a lot of empathy and things. And I, I feel like I can um, get the lay of how people are feeling or what they're going through without much, much being spoken, you know. And so I, I just feel like I've always had an ability to put those things into words and stories. And um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of where all that started. And um and I, and I feel like, you know, definitely that's one of my strong suits and, and something I've leaned into. Okay, so once again, we go back to that moment you decide you're going to pick up the guitar and learn how to play it. Mm -hmm. you, you're learning chords and stuff and at a basic level. Just basic chords, yeah, three chords. Okay, three chords, which is all you need for a great song, <laughs> if it's the right three chords. But right. um, how are you thinking in terms of the learning process? Is it about becoming a great guitar player is it about writing a great song how what, what's your focus initially it's, it started with with great songs and and i and i feel like personally and you know you learn a lot as you as you go up through this music business and and then you start learning that a lot of these uh folks you look up to don't even write their own songs <laughs> you know what i mean they they yeah. uh, they, they, they're getting songs thrown at them and, and then they start doing which is fine you know but um, for me, that's that, that's not. I wanted to tell my story. You know, I, I wanted to have that connection with with folks and, and for them to know my story and also on some level be able to tell their story. You know, because I, I don't feel like there's anything more impactful than when you connect with a song. And it's like, oh, man, like I can identify with that. And you almost make this artist part of your life. You know, um, that's how you identify. That's how you maybe speak is you speak through other artists. And so that for me was, was something that was central and it's always been central. Even, even now as I'm leaning into the blues genre and, and doing some more stuff with the band, it's like, you know, I, I want to play the blues and I want to be a part of that genre, but I also want to write songs that are very meaningful. You know, I, I get it. Um, I, I wonder when, when you, when you're sitting there, learning once again because it's fascinating to me <laughs> at what point did you was there a point where you wrote a song and you thought okay this is who i am this is what i've been trying to do and if that if you reach that point which i presume you have at what point did that happen yeah there was a song that i wrote um because i was living in tulsa oklahoma at the time and um i I came to a point in my life where I had to decide 
what I wanted to do. Like, was I going to drop out of college and start touring the country? And I actually wrote this song called Leaving Tulsa. <laughs> it was called Leaving Tulsa. And I started playing it at open mics. And, um, and it was about this situation. It was about, you know, leaving things behind and, and really going out and taking a risk and, and chasing this thing on my own. And um, it, it started to resonate with some people and, and some folks were like, wow, man, this is like, this is a great story. This is, you know, I, I really feel this. And so at that point I was like, okay, like I think this is the right path. What were you going to college for before you? Uh, so at the time I was, I was just going for a business management degree <laughs> and, uh, but I was also in athletics. I was, I was playing football at the university of Tulsa and um so, you know, it was like, well, I'm going to have to leave this behind. I, you know, I, I'd been offered, a, you know, a starting position on the team. And um, and I was a sophomore in college at the time. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to leave this to pursue this thing. I have no idea if I'll have any success at. Um, so it was, it was scary, man. It was like stepping off a cliff. But, um, yeah, I believed in it. Um, so you believed in it. How do you start? Like, how, what does that mean to say, okay, I'm going to pursue this. How do you get gigs? How do you start touring? So the funny, the funny thing is I started putting some music out on MySpace. Does anyone remember MySpace? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had some folks that had taken some interest in the songs that I had written and they got me with, um, there was a booking agent out in Washington actually, and he was doing some stuff. Uh, for a singer-songwriter named Sean McDonald, who was out there, and a couple other guys. And he said, hey, why don't you come out and do a little bit of touring with us? And you can open up, you know, the shows or whatever. So and it was like a little college tour. So, you know, we went to like Oregon, Oregon State, Portland, Portland State, like all these universities around um, northwestern United States. And that's really how I got started. Um, and you know, the thing is like these guys had already been playing and touring and so they had a built in following. So like for me to go in and open for these guys, uh, you know, I was, I was opening for, you know, w with a pretty significant crowd and it was the college crowd and they were like, Oh man, who are you? Like, I've never heard of you. And so, <laughs> you know, like they, they started kind of passing my name around and things and so that's kind of how things got kicked off. Wow. So I wonder... Before you t decided to go on tour and you were doing open mics, were you doing any kind of touring at all? No, no, I was doing none. I was I was maybe here and there playing some local coffee shops or something, you know, but um, no touring. That was my first big, uh, like, kind of invite to go tour. And so, but it was I was still just playing solo. It was just me and a guitar. <laughs> I have to ask, what did you learn from that whole experience? I'm being on tour the first time. Um, I learned that I needed to get a lot better. <laughs> I mean, because like these guys had played quite, you know, they've play, been playing a lot. Like, that, was, that was their whole life. And for me, it was just kind of something that I was trying to do. And I was going to school and I was, you know, in athletics. And so it was like, man, I'm going to have to devote my time to this thing, this craft full time if I'm going to keep up. If I'm going to, you know, do, do what I want to do. And so that was the decision that I made when I got back. Um, I was like, I, I'm, I'm going to do this full time. And 
So yeah. you do it full time for two or three years. Yep, two or three um, years. Got the chance to travel and see a lot of the states. Um, oh yeah, so I went all over the place. Any any very memorable firsts? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess there's kind of an interesting story. Um, I I got invited to go tour with a, a friend of mine down in Florida. And um, we were playing the University of Florida, and I'd never been on the campus before, but um, we're walking to the gig, and there's alligators all over the campus. Like, they're, they're just, they're roaming around campus, right? And so, like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And they're, oh, no, no, they're fine. They're fine. They won't hurt you. Well, we got, to, I got to the sidewalk, and this, this alligator, and I'm carrying a guitar, and this alligator starts, like, creeping towards me. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 I, I can't do this. So I take off, man. I'm running with my guitar case down through, through the University of Florida campus, man. So that was an interesting experience as I was traveling. And, and that's uh, amongst many other interesting I'm experiences. I'm sure. Um, okay, so you decide at one point or another after giving it a go that this isn't really working out. This is not. Well, yeah. yeah I just wasn't making the money that um, I needed to. <laughs> I guess How I'll say that. How difficult was that decision on coming to terms with that? It was hard. It was really hard, man. Because it, it's something that I wanted. I, I, you know, I really, really wanted and I felt I just didn't know how to make it work. You know, and I even, let me think here. Uh, yeah, so I, so I, I did. I just, I, I gave it up and I went back to school and I finished school and I decided, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and get a career in athletics because I know I can do that and I have enough connections where, you know, I can make a solid living. And so I said, you know, I, I'll, I'll keep it as a hobby. That's what I, so that was my thought. I'll keep it as a hobby. Um, and did and you? So, yeah, I did for, for a few years, for a few years. And then I got hired as the uh, head track and field coach at West Texas A&M, which is Division II school. And that's where I, that's where I live now here in Canyon. But um, I got hired. It was a full-time position. We were starting a new program. And I, I, I did some, I still did some gigs here and there around town. And, and you're still writing. I'm still writing. But, um, at, at one point, I think it was probably two years after I got hired. I was like, I have to, I have to totally dedicate myself to this coaching thing because it, it was just, it, well, one, it was paying the bills and two, it was just, it required all of my focus. And so at that point, man, I really, I hung up the guitar. I put it in the closet and I don't think I saw it for another eight years. <laughs> I wonder what your relationship to music was at that point. Because I don't know if it, you, one becomes a little bitter about the idea or you just take it in completely differently. I think um, you probably hit the nail on the head, man. I, 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 I was a little bitter about it because I was like, man, I just... And the other thing about me is when I go into something, I go all in. And if I can't go all in, then I don't want to even mess with it because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it justice and I'm cheating myself. And so, I mean, although music has always been a part of my life and it always will be. And, and even as I'm going through my, you know, coaching career, I'm still, there's still this fire inside of me that wants to play music. Uh, and it's, it's still there, you know, and I'm, and I'm, always listening to my influences and, you know, still gathering in that information, but also I'm living, I'm, I'm doing a lot of living. 
And, um, and we can get into some of that too. I, I, there's some, some interesting things that my wife and I did that, um, really taught me a lot. And, um, but I wasn't playing music at the time, but I feel like, you know, it really brought to me, brought me to a place where I am now, as far as my songwriting, where I can really dig in and relate to, to real life things, you know? And, um, but that was all while I wasn't playing music, I was living, you know, and, uh, that, that kind of inspired, I think the songwriting that I'm doing now. I mean, there is something to be said about living one's life, you know, and, and like I interviewed somebody who's a jazz musician and he said, little kids don't play jazz or they're not great jazz players because they don't have life influences. They don't have a life experience. That's exactly and, and, right. You know, if you want to write songs, you know, you have to kind of experience life. But what, so what were you writing with your wife? So uh, I wasn't necessarily writing, but we, we decided um, after we had our daughter, this was trying to think here, 2013. And I had been coaching for probably six years at that point. We decided to sell everything that we owned and go move out to a um, 20 acre plot of land and build a cabin my father-in-law built it with our bare hands. We uh, we salvaged three or four barns. We tore down three or four barns, sold everything we had, and we moved out to the country and built our own little cabin. And it was a very small place, 500 square feet, had a loft, a couple lofts that we built. Um, and we lived out in the country and lived off the land for like, I guess, two or three years out there. And, um, you know, just... just I, I don't know, like, and, and at that point, you, you know, you mentioned you have uh, a mother that's 100 years old. Um, my great-grandfather was just shy of 100, and my um, my great-grandmother was 98. And I grew up around them, and they lived off the land. They they, uh, they had, a, like, a 40-acre uh, ranch in Winniewood, Oklahoma. And um, I just, I love their lifestyle, you know, like they, they were married over 75 years and they, they, they depended on themselves, you know, and they had a huge garden and it's just, to me, that way of life, it, after my granddad passed away, um, and we actually salvaged his house that he built in 1940. So, so we, we used some of that lumber from 19, you know, 1940 and we brought it into our cabin here wow. in Canyon, Texas. And so I, I wanted I think what happened, that was a catalyst for me because I wanted to preserve that way of life. And so I convinced I mean, my wife. <laughs> I have to ask, was there something that led up to that decision? Because that's a big decision to make. And that was it. That, that my, my grandfather passing away, uh, my wife and I went and saw him. You know, he was 99 years old. He was like three months shy of 100. And just, I mean, he was a great storyteller. And, and he also played the guitar. He, he was a he was a gospel singer, you know, and he he picked like bluegrass guitar, and um and he still did that until he was like ninety seven, you know, wow. and so like just hearing him tell the stories and and just knowing his way of life and and growing up around him and that that was a catalyst for me. I was like, okay, I want to I want to preserve this way of life. I want our kids to understand what it is to put family first and family central. And not be worried about all these other things, chasing these things, chasing these careers, chasing, you know, all this other stuff. Not be worried about that, but about, um, you know, basically just kind of a tightening, tightening the home 
life. You know, and so that's what we did. We sold everything and we moved out to the country. We built our own house, just like my granddad. And um, yeah, and then at that point, I started picking up the guitar again a little bit. <laughs> okay, so how did you feel about coaching? Because I would presume being a head coach for the track and field at Texas A&M, I mean, that's a pretty heavy duty job. Did you love that? Were you passionate loved it. about it? Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Okay. I, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a huge passion for me. And, and, you know, I feel like if there's been one thing that I've been really good at in my life, it's been elevating others and pushing others forward. And um, so and that, that includes coaches and people that I work with. And I always feel like I've been able to spot talent and push it forward. And so that was something that I was really passionate about. Now, you know, Fast forward about 13 to 14 years into my coaching career, I got to the point where I was kind of getting burned out because it was becoming about more than the, the, the art of coaching. It was becoming more business and a little bit more political and things like this with the landscape of the NCAA and, you know, the things that were going on with student athletes. And I just felt like I wasn't able to do really what I was originally there for, you know, at the same level. And so I, I started to get a little burned out with it. And um, that's kind of where I, I, I started to change my my mental focus on, well, maybe maybe I jump back into music. <laughs> but uh, did this happen because you were now living off the land or? So that was part of it. That was part of it. I, I moved out there and, and um you know, when you no longer have a mortgage, <laughs> that kind of gives you some freedom um, to say, OK, maybe there's some other things I can chase and, and maybe some, there's some other things I can do. Um, so. So, yeah, I started thinking about it at that point. But, you know, at that moment when I'm, I'm thinking, OK, maybe I can get out of coaching here in a couple of years, I get offered a Division One head coaching job at the University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, we had just won a national championship here at West Texas A&M and then I got offered a division one head coaching job and I was like, Oh my gosh. And the pay increase, there was a pay increase. There was like all these other incentives. And I was like, man, just at the moment where I'm like, maybe I can do this. I get offered this job. And then my wife and I talk and like, okay, let's move down to South Texas. We've never been down there before. This will be an adventure. It's more living, I guess. And, um, so we decided, and we had just had um, our second child, and so we were like, okay, well, we're going to move down to South Texas now. <laughs> so we moved down to South Texas, we kept our place up here, um, but ended up selling it, and then um, we just kind of, yeah, we started a new path down there. And um, so I, I, I spent five years down in South Texas coaching at University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. But that was the defining moment down there where I decided that, okay, my coaching career is over and I am moving on to music. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't, and I really, I did enjoy my time down there, but it was, it was just the point where it's like, okay, I'm not going to take this any further. I'm not going to, I'm not going to move this any further because this is not where my heart's at, you know? And, and that, 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 you know, that really was something that uh, became obvious. When I was down there. What year would this have been? So this was um, really 2020, 2021, right when COVID, right when COVID was kind of hitting, you know, 
it, it, this this really opened my eyes. I it opened my eyes tremendously because once they shut down the the coaching, once they shut down all of athletics, the university, everything, I had all this time on my hands. I was like, well, what am I going to do now? And so I uh, I started picking up the guitar again and started writing. And I think there was one there was one instance in particular. I think I, I was up at 8 a.m. playing the guitar. My wife leaves for work. She comes back like six hours later. I'm still the same place playing the guitar, writing. Like I hadn't moved. And she was like, so are you going to do this now or what? Like, is this is this going to be a for real thing now? And, I, I you know, and the thing is, the things that were coming out of me, I was like, what the heck? Like, where are all these songs coming from? Where is all this stuff coming from? And... It was just a different voice. It was a new, and I think it was because of all the living that I've been doing, you know? And so she was like, okay, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. <laughs> How great is that? Yeah, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool thing. Yeah. Okay. So where was she, was she in your life when you, you're at your first attempt during music? No, not my, not my very, very first attempt. She, I, I met her out here in West Texas where when I came out and I was coaching full time, that's when I met her. But the interesting thing is I had still had some opportunities around town to go play some shows. And the first time we met, she met me at a, a show I was playing. At. Oh, there was, there was an advertisement on the radio that I was playing at this venue and she came and saw me and she didn't even know that I coached at the time. But um, actually, actually, I take that back. She did. She had heard from a friend that I, I was coaching at WT or at West Texas A&M. And um, so she's like, OK, I want to go check this. This is interesting. Like he plays music and he coaches like. So, yeah, that's the first <laughs> time I met. Yeah, we, we met at a venue, but I was a full time coach. So it was kind of a, a mixing of those two worlds. But soon after that, like probably two years after that is when I, I decided to uh, coach full time, I guess. A few things strike me when when you tell the story. First of all, you know, 2020 and 2021 were very difficult for a lot of musicians, a lot very of people. Difficult. But for musicians, you know, like like you, like your your career was kind of shut down, and, and musicians yeah. who spent their whole life playing couldn't play anymore. And and this is the time that you decide maybe you will pursue music, which is crazy. I know it's it's nuts, man. But you know, like in South Texas, things didn't really shut down as much as I think I think they did across the country. Mm -hmm. And so I still had opportunities um, when I started playing. I actually got with a uh, I got with a booking agent, and they decided to sign me onto their roster. And um, there were a lot of opportunities in South Texas for me to start playing. And, and how so did you the, feel when you started playing again? Because you put the guitar away for years. You pick it up one day. How does that feel? Like, does it feel like home? Does it feel, <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't remember those chords. How, how did it feel to you? It felt better than home, man. It felt, it felt right. It, it really, really felt right. And, um, and even then, man, during COVID, I was playing so much because I was like, I'm behind. I've got to get back. I've got to get back, you know, and, and, uh, so I was grinding and playing and playing and playing and, and yeah, I wanted to play as much as possible. And when I started doing it, I just, I was like, this is it. This is, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, you said you kind of found your voice at that point, that it was kind of different from maybe the person that you, that had toured many, yep. many years prior. 
what do you think? I mean, you, you did say maybe it was life experiences, but do you, do you have any idea why this was the new you that felt more like the musician that you wanted to be? I wasn't, I wasn't trying to please anybody. You know, I was, I was going back to the things that I was, I loved, you know, the, 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 the great songwriting, the, you know, the, the Johnny Cash, you know, the old outlaw country type of songwriting. And, and, um, and, and I was a, maybe a little rebellious at the time because I was like kind of disillusioned with the whole coaching thing. And, but, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I knew that there were huge challenges ahead too. So I was just kind of like, I, I, I don't care. I'm going to go. I'm going to go hit this nail with a hammer and I'm going to go do it. And um, I just kind of went back to my passions, man, the blues. I, I went back to the blues and, and all the soulfulness of that. And I just felt like all of these things had in my whole life had been leading up to this moment where I start writing these songs and I start playing this kind of music and it just felt right. Okay. So I'll ask this again in this phase of your musical career and you start writing music again and start writing songs again was there a song that you wrote and you thought oh yeah this is it this is who i am this is my music well um there's probably a couple songs that i can think of um you know i you mentioned two wild horses um a song that's really really kind of based in the americana genre um, but it, it was really, it's really a song about freedom, you know, and it's a song about breaking free and, and living the life that you're supposed to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I had always, we've always talked about like, this is our great adventure and, and we're partners, adventure partners. And, you know, and, and we had moved down to South Texas when my wife's from here and kind of left this behind. And we just kind of go do the things that we, we want to do, you know? and chase the things we want to chase and that's really what that song was about and and it got a lot it got a huge you know a lot of great response especially here in texas and um okay so how does that happen because you decide to go walk away from music and then you said okay i'm going to start again and i don't know if it's because of social media which i presume plays a big part in what you do Yes. But you're somebody who is not a well-known musical entity, and all of a sudden, within a few years or a couple of years, you have like ridiculous amount of downloads and you know streams from Spotify. Like, how does that happen? Well, I got well. One, there's a couple things. Um, I got that song on the radio, um, and it, it was on uh, Texas radio and Americana radio. Uh, so, so various stations across the country and mainly regionally, Oklahoma, Texas, New Mexico, they were playing it a lot. And Sorry, um, but how does that happen? You just send it to them and you say, play this? Yeah, I, yeah. I got with a, uh, I got with a promoter, actually, a radio promoter um, who lives down near San Antonio. And he pushed it out. He loved the song. He was like, oh my gosh, like, people need to hear who you are. People need to hear this song. And so uh, he helped me push it out and got it to all the radio stations. And so they started pushing it out. And, um, yeah, like started, <laughs> I was able to go around the country, like around Texas at least and, and visit radio stations and do interviews and start doing shows. And, and so my, my reach, I guess, started to expand quite a bit. Um, it must be weird when things just happen so quickly. 
Yeah, you know, I I don't know how quickly I don't know how quickly it should happen. I don't, you know, like I don't really have a gauge of. <laughs> no, but when you went about doing this the first time, you spent three years and oh yeah, like it was like that. That didn't happen, right? <laughs> and then this time right. you do this, and before the year's over or whatever, things are happening. Yeah, you know, and I think I just I was I'm I'm just smarter, <laughs> and and the way I approach things and um, the way I promote music and the way I make connections, I think is just probably more meaningful and, and, and better than it was at that time. But, you know, I, I also did some collabs with some really great artists too. And, and that helped boost me forward. I guess uh, I did a, a, a blues song uh, called blood red river. And it was a song that about how I grew up and how I kind of fell into blues music and, and how I really wanted to do this thing. And I, I did a collab with a guy named Justin Johnson out of Nashville. And he, I sent him the demo just on a whim. I was like, man, this guy's got like a million uh, and a half followers on YouTube. I wonder if he'll do a song with me. And I sent him the demo and he was like, heck yeah, man, like let's, let's, let's do this song. And so we did this song together and I put it out and it just exploded. It exploded on Spotify. And that really probably, honestly, that, that initially, probably gave me name recognition doing that doing that song with justin johnson it's a great song and i guess it speaks to what you bring to the table when when i guess you didn't know him you just reach out and say here's the song what do you think i reached out out of the blue actually i reached out to i reached out to like three or four really great slide players like and i was like man i really want some slide guitar on this and um you know, I'm not I'm not good enough at slide guitar to do it. I want someone who's really good. So I, I reached out and I've got I got some interest from a couple really good players, but um, Justin was like the, the the number one. He's like the one I wanted, and he's like, yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> and you've done a lot of stuff, well, a few things with him. So I have, I have. He he's he's been really great, man. He 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 loves my songwriting and he feels like it's uh, it fits his style too. So um, yeah, he's really helped me push my career forward. No doubt. So when you decided to go back into this, was there anything you consciously thought, I need to do this differently than the last time? I know it's a different time physically, but like, was there anything that you thought, for me, I need to be different in this way in order to succeed this time and not get the same results as the last time? Yeah, you know, I don't really think I, back when I, when I very first started, I didn't really have an identity. I didn't really know who I was as an artist or, or what I represented. Um, and now I feel like I have a very strong, um, I, mean, I wouldn't say identity, but, uh, I, I know what I represent, you know, and, and, and with the songwriting and, and everything, I, I know what I want to say. And I feel like people can connect with that more. Is that, is that the physical, is that music or is that like an image? It's both. It's both. I think, I think the, uh, the image and who I am and how I've lived, I think is something that people can connect with initially. And the songs are just part of it. The songs are kind of part of the story maybe. And I think that that goes for, you know, a lot of artists that they want to be successful. Like people have to have something that they can connect to, right. They, they can connect their identity to, you know? And so I, I, I feel like, you know, I've, I decided to kind of get out of this uh, whole chasing a career, regular career, and just say, you know what, I'm going to go do this on my own. Like, 
I'm going to go blaze this path on my own and I'm going to play the music I want to play. <laughs> the music that feels like truth to me. And, you know, I'm not going to try to please anybody. And I feel like a lot of people can identify with that. How do you measure success? And maybe success isn't the right word, but how do you quantify all this? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's a really good question. I, I just feel like as long as I'm doing what I love to do, and I'm continuing to take steps forward in mastering this craft. Um, that's success to me, you know, like as long as I'm loving what I'm doing and I'm able to connect with people, then that's success, you know. I don't, I don't need anything more than that, really. Well, the other thing is that you, I don't know if it's because you were away from music so much or for so long, but you've been quite prolific over the last three years in writing songs and I don't know what that process is but I think I, I read or heard somewhere that you were aiming to do at least one song a month yeah I um I, I do I do try to at least write one full song a month and this album that we're going to come out with here in January it's 14 songs some of the songs are songs that I've already written but over half the record are new songs and um but yeah I mean I have songs I, mean, I probably have 150, 200 songs like that are in the queue. You know what I mean? Like that are that are just there and their ideas or they're, you know, half done or their works in progress or whatever. But I'm always writing. I have I have two notepads by my side all the time. And of course, my iPad or my you know, iPhone, I'm, I'm putting notes in and I'm doing voice memos and, and things like that. Or I'm getting up in the middle of the night and recording videos and <laughs> it's 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 i've always got things going on and things in my head and i've learned that if you really listen to the things that your you know your soul are saying there's always there's always great ideas that are there and you've just got to be for me i've just got to be able to put them down and, and record them you know every time i they come to me or otherwise i'll forget them because other things will come in <laughs> so you started off being more of a solo artist, I presume, when you decided to pick up the guitar and do things, yes, go back into music. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you had a band before. I know you've played with bands, but how different is that, and how does that influence who you are and the, and the music that you want to create? Well, it's always something that I've wanted to do. It's always something that I. It's always where I've wanted to be, is with a band. Right. Um, and that goes back to the Johnny Lang thing. That goes back to the BB King thing. You know, that goes back to seeing those guys, Double Trouble. That goes back to seeing that th that unit on stage putting out that kind of music. You know, that's that's always where I've wanted to be. So, um, although I did start out as a solo artist, as soon as I knew that I was moving back up to West Texas, I got a hold of. He's a legend around here. His name's Rick Fawcett. He's a pedal steel player, slide guitar player. And um, I always feel like that that fit into my music is that slide stuff, slide guitar, lap steel, pedal steel. And so I got a hold of him and I was like, hey, I, I, I want you to know I'm going at this full time. And I would love to have you aboard with me to start making music. And so as soon as I moved back, I think it was like a week after I got back, Rick and I were in the studio, hashing songs out, working on stuff, 
And so, you know, for about eight or nine months, it was just him and I traveling around as a duo playing. And, um, you know, we, when we still do that, we did that yesterday and, and it gets a huge response. It's, it's, it's I love doing it. Um, but then eventually we came across some other pieces, uh, that are actually from around here in town. And, um, uh, our drummer and our bass player used to play with a guy named Zach Wilkerson, who's a really, really great blues player. And he's living here in Texas. And, and we convinced those guys to join up with us. And this was like, I don't know, seven or eight months ago. And, um, yeah, man, once they joined us, it was game on. It was, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. Wow. This, is what I, this is what I want to do. This is it. Okay, so you have a new album coming out. You've, there's obviously a buzz about you. Do you have goals? Do you know what you want to accomplish in the next little while? I mean, my, so, see, yeah, I, I do have some goals, you know. Some, and, and now it's not just me. You know, now I've got band members that are also on board and I want to push this thing forward. So, you know, I think for us, we want to be, we want to be touring. You know, we want to be touring and, and be able to take this music across the country and maybe even to other countries um if if the response is there and if the reception's there and um that's what we want to do you know and be able to bring this music to a wider audience and how does one do that is it is it radio airplay is it touring is it well i guess that's why i'm here talking to you (laughs) (laughs) you know i i i've uh i've tried you know we've got this album coming out in january and i've got I've got it out there on a private link and I'm trying to send it to folks that I think might appreciate it. Um, and, and really that's it, you know, like it just maybe start a buzz about what we're doing and maybe say, Hey, like this is something a little different, you know, this is something that maybe sounds familiar, but also sounds new and fresh. And, um, so yeah, I, you know, just getting out there, getting out there and we want to try to get some radio play and, and, but yeah, just trying to get the music out to people that will appreciate it. Uh, are there bands out there who not that you sound like, not that you're influenced by, but whose career you want to kind of shadow, mirror? Well, you know, you know I, I love what Larkin Poe's doing. Um, you know, they were just nominated for a Grammy um, and they've been at it for a long, long time, really. Like mm-hmm. they, they started really young and I think they were kind of really in the bluegrass genre initially. But, uh, you know, they do the lap steel thing and uh, just a great, great sound. And now they their last album is just so, so stellar and they're touring the world now. And and uh, so, man, what they've been able to accomplish, I just love. I think they're outstanding. And, um, you know, there's other bands like uh, the Black Crows that I've, I've always been influenced by and just so soulful and passionate. And they're kind of from the southern United States. And I think we kind of have a similar vibe. Um, I think that our, our our audiences is probably, um, you know, I think they'd probably be close to the same. So, yeah, I, you know, th- those are two two artists that I can think of off the top of my head that, man, if, if we could do something like what they're doing, that would be a good spot. So somebody who's not used to being a band leader, was that transition easy? Because I always hear how difficult it is to keep a band. It's easy for me. I mean, I've been a, I've been a, I've been building teams my whole life. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not a, it's, it's pretty easy really for me. And know? has anything surprised you about being a band leader? 
Um, you know, not not really. It's it's really the same kind of concept when you come to when it comes to building a team. Um, you know, it, and the great thing I love about the 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 folks that I'm playing with, the Prairie Hawks, <laughs> is that uh, we don't have a lot of egos, and we're kind of all in the same place in life. You know, so we understand the demands of life outside of music. And so I think there's a lot of, um, when we get in a room, there's not a lot of ego. You know, in this album, this album that we did, it's 14 songs. We recorded it over two days in um, the studio. We all got in the same room and we had to, we, 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 we did like three or four takes of each song, kind of like how they used to back in the day. And we recorded it, man, live. And, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't think we could do that if our synergy wasn't great, you know? And I think that'll come through in the record. I think when people hear it, they're going to be like, wow, like, this is a unit. Well, it's a great album. Tell me about the album, uh, the name, when it's coming out, and where people can find it. Yeah, so it's going to come out January 25th. Uh, It's just uh, self-titled with a new band. It's just called Rywolf and the Prairie Hawks. Um, A lot of blues, a lot of slide guitar. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a soulful album and, and definitely going back to my roots on this one, but, um, yeah, people can we'll be able to find it on Spotify and iTunes and basically anywhere you get your music, you know, and, um, folks that want to follow us can follow us at, at Rye Wolf Music on most social media platforms. And I'm very active on social media. I'm posting stuff probably daily or every other day about uh, either where we're playing or things that we have going on, or even maybe doing a few uh bb king covers or freddie king covers you know something like that but um but yeah we, we love to connect with folks and love for them to hear our album well right i'm glad you connected with me because now i feel like i'm a you have a new fan in in your music and, and it's a thrill just to meet you well man i i greatly appreciate what you're doing i mean i i definitely did some research on on what you're doing with your podcast and the folks that you're bringing in are outstanding, man. I, I just felt like, I felt honored to even be a part of it. Well, thank you. I am I'm honored that you are a part of it. So thank you very much. <laughs> you bet. Mm-hmm.